You're listening to the Everyday Sniper. You got Frank here. Mike is back at Mile High working his butt off. Um, Mile High affords us just so much great uh, opportunity uh, than being the LE distributor for AI. And Mike, I'm sure, booked a ton of business for them at SHOT. And it's going to take him a little bit of time to get from behind that backlog of work. Uh, I'm not even going there right now just to leave him alone. It, 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 I know how busy they're going to be. But I wanted to uh, drop this off. I have a little bit of time working on the site. Can fit in a few minutes to give you some uh, insight into long range shooting. And I have a particularly interesting little rant to go on today. Because uh, somebody emailed me yesterday being a little bit of crybaby on YouTube. I, I made a comment and I stand by this comment. So I want to drop this on you guys. It may be a little controversial. But it's how I feel looking at the system and the uh, industry in its entirety behind this. So Mills vs. MOA. I've made a metric ton of posts and videos about Mills vs. MOA. And everybody always asks about Mills vs. MOA. And I just want to start off and I'm going to reference an article that I wrote, uh, you know, your definitive reason why. I did a video that was the practical application. And I, I really recommend you go to my YouTube uh, channel and check out the video, Mills vs. MOA, a practical reality of it. Now, both Mills and MOA are an angle. Uh, they were intended to operate as angles, and while all angles have a linear equivalent, when it comes to shooting, there's no reason to use the linear value. Teaching people that it's one inch at 100, two inches at two, three inches at three is BS, and we don't do that anymore. I mean, it confuses people to start multiplying that way. On top of that, true MOA is not one inch. It's 1.047. They've bastardized it to create this inches per hundred yard or what they used to call shooter MOA, which is the rounded version of one inch. What they're doing is they're removing the angle. Uh, you know, your, your 60 degree circle, it's an angle within there. And, and I'm not going to dig down into the deep, uh, you know, numbers, but it's 1.047 out of 100. That means it's 2.094. Here's a clue. It's growing. The farther out you go, the bigger it's going to grow. And people will immediately say, well, it's only a half an inch, 0.47 of an inch there at 1,000 yards for 10 MOA. You know, 1 MOA at 100. One MOA at a thousand, it's at ten inches. Guess what, guys? We don't use one MOA or ten to shoot a thousand yards. We use thirty-six or more in most cases. So that means the angle is going to grow thirty times, and not, you know, the ten times. So what you end up with is if you mix the inches per hundred yard with MOA. A maximum of 17 to 20 inches of error at a thousand yards. Now, back in the day when we doped our rifles, you lay down, you shot, you wrote it down, you shoot, you write it down, you shoot, you write it down. It didn't matter. We were writing in what actually the scope needed to hit that target, and you were only referencing what you've done. Today, we use ballistic calculators. And if you put the wrong value into the ballistic calculator, you wind up with that 17 to 20 inch error. This is why, are you ready for this guys? 
why people find that their ballistic calculator doesn't line up because they have a Leopold scope and they read on the box that it says MOA and they wrote MOA into the software and it's wrong because Leopold adjusts in 0.25, a quarter of an inch. Well, true MOA, like say a night force, adjusts in 0 0.26, 0 0.25, 0 0.26. How many quarter minute clicks are you dialing in to shoot a thousand yards let alone 1500 or further that's the error factor that you're bringing up mills haven't been bastardized this way mills are base 10 mills do the exact same thing as an moa just different and we'll get into that in a minute but i really want to get into this whole shooter moa versus true moa because it really does matter and i invite you to go look at this stuff on the website, on Sniper's Hide, in the video on YouTube, because, you know, all they're doing, the, these other guys, are repeating the same mistake over and over again, thinking that it's just okay. You won't see it. They're kind of insulting your intelligence, and I'm going to tell you right now, there's a difference. You need to use the difference, because the farther you shoot, the bigger air it's going to be. Remember, back in the day, back in the 20s, 30s, 40s, up to the 50s and 60s, long-range shooting was 400 to 700 yards. Our software was designed to work up until transonic. They really didn't think about us shooting beyond transonic and things like that. So that 1,000 yards, because you're 168, 308, you're 150, yada, yada, starts to go transonic at sea level right around that 920, 980 area. So they stopped everything at 1,000 yards. Well, we're shooting farther. We have to recognize these values and understand we want to return to the original intent of the angle, not the linear equivalent. We don't care what the linear equivalent is. It's funny. I saw somebody on the hide where they're referencing all this stuff and, and they were saying how comical it is that somebody can be 885 yards away from a target and they can tell you the difference between 10 inches away from the plate and 15 inches away from the plate. You know, stuff like that. You need the reticle. The reticle is a calibrated ruler three inches in front of your eye. Use that calibrated ruler to measure and not guess. And when you do that, you need to use the exact value. Because if you keep repeating these errors just by, you know, being lazy and saying, you know, it's one inch at a hundred yards and not 1.047, well, that's going to run you into trouble, especially with these ballistic computers and stuff. It may run into problems with the fact that they can make reticles much tighter tolerance wise, much more accurate than the turret. They shortcut the turret. They don't shortcut the reticle. So you'll get these smaller companies, I mean, heck, even Leopold does it, and you'll say, MOA scope, when we design the turret, it's going to move one inch, and don't worry about the 047. But when they do the reticle and they tell the reticle people, make us an MOA reticle, those guys do it to match 1.047 because they're making it on a computer anyway, and the computer can plug that that fine precision into it where they don't want to machine that fine precision into it. It was a shortcut. It was the fact that they knew you were never going to shoot that far. And what did it matter? You, you won't know that they were screwing you and making life easier for them. 
So that's why it drives me nuts when people are talking about Mills versus MOA and they start going into these these myths and these you know bullshit that's going on. Here's my take, Frank's take on this, and listen up close. Retire the MOA. If you're not going to use it right, get rid of it. It's just making a mess of things, and we're using software nowadays, and I get it. If you're an F-class shooter, which really doesn't matter, I mean, what you're, you're, you're re-zeroing for every yard line. They shoot three, five, six, eight, nine, and a 1,000 yards. They re-zero for that, so they're really just going to fine-tune. Now, the benefit for them, Palma, F-class, things like that, Palma's not using a scope, is that the target, those F-class targets, the NRA targets are um, figured in MOA. So it matches up for them. If, if they hit here and they know they're in this ring, they know how many MOA that is from center, and they can make the correction. The mill guys, we're using, you know, we're field shooters. We're using the uh, reticle and measuring it, believe the bullet. I shoot, I see the splash, I look at it and superimpose that splash onto my reticle. Okay, 1.5 mil, I have to move over. Problem solved. Reticle matches the turret. And unfortunately, they screwed this up in the MOA world so much that I, I think we need to stop, you know, feeding that beast. It's wrong. And let's stop doing it. You know, it, like I said, I have a bunch of these numbers. And when you take a shooter MOA versus true MOA, 36, if you're dialing 36 on your turret to shoot a thousand yard, 36 is kind of a minimum for a lot of guys with a 308. That's a zippy fast 308 times 1.047, that's really 37.692. So if you do that, you know, 36, and you really need the 37, and you're making that mistake, that is 1.6 MOA difference. Times that by 10, and that's where you get that 17 or inches or so, because it's 692, and that's where you get that error that will show up in your ballistic calculator. I tell people, if you're going to get an MOA scope, good on you. You have to calibrate and test it first rattle out of the box. You have to know whether they fed you a true MOA scope or a shooter MOA scope, which could be that inches per 100 yard. We really need to know what the heck it's doing. I agree. Test your mill scope too because they can make mistakes. There's always scopes that are a click or two off. But you won't find that it's a mistake in the error factor with mill scope. You'll find it's a mistake in tracking over distance. Where the MOA scope, they're giving you a mistake right in the beginning. Like I said, 0.25 versus 0.26. Night Force, being a true MOA kind of people, they're, they're the ones you know who, who are doing it right. In the mill world, we have seen the similar error with the 6400 military mill. And I want to go back to this. Uh, let's go back in history. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change gear a minute here for you. Mills were used by the French for artillery. Okay. And then on our Lenzatic compass, on the Steiner binos we used in the military, all this stuff, it was the military mill. And what the French did is they rounded it. Instead of 6283, they used 6400 because it's artillery. And that's where mills came from. Well, all the European scopes are mills because centimeters and millimeters directly relate with the base 10 system. Now, back in the day, it was not a 
uh, metric system. It became a part of the metric system in the 50s. Okay, It was around for 200 years before it became part of the metric system in the 50s. It was just base 10. It still works with yards. It still works with inches. 3,600 inches is 100 yards. Do the base 10, the decimal point, the whole thing. 0.36 is your full mill. 0.36 or 3.6 is your full mill. 0.36 is your click. All that is base 10. If you want to be American and you want to say, well, I'm not really sure I understand all this. Well, you can say it's, it's 0.36, it's 0.72. Three clicks on your mill scope is 1.08. 1 inch, 0.08. So you can do a third, three quarter, and one MOA. Same, same, same. You know what I mean? But it's easier to stick with the angle and use it how it's intended. And to use that, you know, that 0.1 mil, what I teach in class is pennies. It's all about the penny. Okay? 10 pennies is a dime. So there's 10 clicks to a mil, 10 pennies to a dime. One full mil is a dime. All the clicks in between are a penny. If you see it's 0.5, that's like 5 cents when we're trying to get to 10 cents. Okay? You can get mil scopes that are half a mil or half a, uh, the half a click there, 0.05 instead of 0.10. Um, I think they call it half a centimeter or something like that in, in Europe. But it, it does line up easier with meters and centimeters, but we can use it with inches. Your dope's the same, all right? I mean, if I'm going to use 12 minutes to hit a 500-yard target, well, I'm going to use 3.6 mils to hit the same target. All it is is a different version of the number. You don't have to put a designation behind it, 12 or 3.6, 12 or 3.6. You know, at 200 yards, it's 0.5 or 2M away. That's where it lines up. In the military, when they were still mixing and matching, and we had just a standard normal mill dot scope, what I used to do in the classes for every quarter mill, that's one M away. So if you break a, a mill reticle up into quarters, quarter is one, a half is two, because just what I said, 200 yards, two M away, 0 0.5, 0 0.5, two M away, 0 0.3 or 0.75 is three M away. And then you round one mil to four. That's your minute of man. So you have easy reference point when you're mixing a turret, MOA turret with a mil reticle. 0.25 is one, 0.5 is two, 0.75 is three, and one mil is four. Minute of man, get the job done. Don't even think about it. And that way you can communicate. It, it, it helps translate that what you see to what you get with the turret. And with the, the reticle there, that's telling you what you can dial on the turret. If you see 0.5 in any direction on a reticle, that's what you adjust. That's why you want to match your reticle to your turret. And my problem is, is when these guys mix an MOA reticle with an inches per 100 yard turret. And that's a very real possibility, more so than getting an MOA MOA scope out there, to be honest with you. For known distance competition, your bench rest guys, which really doesn't matter what the heck unit of measurement you work with them, your F class and things like that, yes, they use MOA. For 
everything else out there, you want to use mills. And don't be intimidated by them. Pennies in a dime. One, two, three, four, five, up to ten, one dime. Don't use clicks because everybody's clicks can be different, especially you MOA guys. You got quarter, or you got rather back up, you got eighth, quarter, half, and one MOA. The military was using a one, one MOA adjustment elevation turret in the night forces for the Mark 13, the 300 Win Mag. It's a minute a man. It adjusted in one minute, had half minute on the um, elevation, or windage rather, and it was one minute on the elevation. Leopold had the M3 that was updated for the M110. It's half minute adjustment. So that's why it's you got to be really careful when you're talking clicks. You're better off giving person that whole Miller MOA value and not giving them clicks. Now, if I'm on a range and I'm teaching a class and somebody needs to come up one or two clicks, I'll yell over, hey, come up a click, come up two clicks. But beyond that, I mean, you really want to give them the value so they learn something. And don't do the multiplication thing. It just confuses people because they're sitting there, you know, pulling their socks off, trying to count how to double up on, you know, well, that's 500 yards away times five. With what you see, what you get, matching your system, you don't have to sweat that. Uh, you know, a lot of this stuff it, you have to look at is communication. When you go to a PRS type event, most people are talking in mills. When you go to an F-class event, most people are talking in MOA. So if you want to pick up a little insight and you're using, you know, you need windage because you're not sure what the heck to do and you're listening to people, and, you know, you want to go where they're going to be speaking the same language as you. Imagine going into a restaurant and you want to order food and you have to base it off what everybody else is ordering and you don't speak their language. Well, that's why you want to speak the same language. It's like, okay, I just heard that coach tell a guy they need to use 2M away because the wind's coming that way. I can work off that. I just heard this other PRS guy come off the line and tell his partner with the same jersey as him he needs to use a half mil of uh, wind. Well, now you can understand what they're saying and you're not converting. So think about the game you're going to play. If, if you shoot alone don't matter if you don't plan on going out and competing and you don't plan on going out you know there's no discussion to be had you, you know i can adjust in units of frank and say hey man you know what'd you use to hit that target nah, i hit you five francs you know and, and that's kind of how it was back when i learned uh, and we'll go back into another history lesson here i grew up with the inertle i went in the marine corps i was a pfc i went to sniper school okay i was in one year so that made me uh 19 I joined when I was 17, went to boot camp, I turned 18. So with the following year, I was in sniper school, 19 years old. The inertle was yard lines in minutes. So what you would do is you would say, okay, that target's 500 yards away, dial to five, that's 500 yards. It was preset, it was a BDC type thing. But then for my rifle and my dope and my shooting, I had a fine-tune adjustment, five plus two. That meant I added two minutes to the fine-tune adjustment to hit the 500 yard you know 800 yards might have been eight minus two because i had to come down a little bit usually the short ranges were minus and the long ranges were plus so i'm, I'm playing a little backwards here with you but that's how i always talked growing up how to do it and then it had a mill based reticle for ranging 
and we rarely used it how we still talked MOA for wind, even though we're holding and adjusting using a mill reticle. We never used a mill reticle to its optimal you know, value. We, we, we half-assed it. It, it, it. And that's what I'm trying to push to you when we talk about this. Use the maximum of your system and don't take a shortcut because you're leaving so much information on the table. Read up about the angles. Read up on these angles work and understand what you see is what you get when you match these systems up. And then you can turn around and, and talk to people in a succinct way. When, when you're doing shooter spotter communication, you, you want to be as succinct as possible. You know, center hold on the target, meaning he dialed for that yard line. So center hold, main and now it's direction and distance. And that's direction and distance from the main crosshair. Left wind, 0.5. So main crosshair is going to go to the left, and you're going to go 0.5, half, you know, half a mil there, and put that in the center of the target. So center hold, left wind, 0.5. Main crosshair goes to the left, hold to the 0.5 mark, send the shot. You need to make a correction. Left wind, 0.2. Make it 0.2 instead of 0.5 that kind of stuff. So you want to be as succinct as possible when communicating and you want these people to know, you know, if they have to make an elevation adjustment, it would be hold high 0.3. So you're going to hold main reticle high 0.3, left wind 0.5, main reticle high left 0.3.5. That's what you're doing to communicate with people and and that's why these things are so important. But let me just say to you, when you're picking a scope, pick the, the, the system you want to use, whether it's Miller MOA, and then pick the scope based off the reticle. Look at the schematics online from the manufacturer's website. When you see a reticle that speaks to you, that doesn't go, oh, that's too busy, that's the one you're going to get. That's the one you want to start working with. Now, you can learn to work anything given enough time and money to take classes. I mean, time's the big one is you got to get used to it. But understand that your first impression is going to be right and you want to use a reticle that your eye is relaxed with. We like central aiming points. We don't like grids that much. So when you over grid something, the eye is going to go for something that stands out. And it might be a number down in the grid. It might be something else. But our eye likes a central focal point. We don't like to be given too many choices. We all know we're not really good at multitasking. You know, we try it. We get away with it to a certain degree. But, you know, go, go one thing past your limit and it all falls apart. It's the same thing with these reticles and with shooting. You want to go what's the easiest for you. And you want to go, you know, as far as uh, what speaks to your, your brain and says, hey, this works. There is no holding out in space. What I would do is I say, okay, I need to hold two mils of wind for this, and I'm going to hold over by five mils. Well, I slide the target over to the two mil point, and then I just slide the reticle up to the point five or the five mil point. And while it's out in space, there, I'm still paralleling my hold in the target, but I'm I, I'm being accurate because I slide that horizontal crosshair over to two. And then I slide my vertical up, and then I'm trending parallel down to five. As soon as I get there, I can send the round, you know, and you're lined up. And you're going to be lined up pretty good. And, and you know, 
I try to get myself dialed back into the center with windage, which will get me a little closer to that, that vertical uh, line if I'm holding. So I'm not out in space as much. And then I'm just, you know, holding the gusts and the lulls a little bit. So I might only have like a 0 0.2, 0 0.3 uh, wind, you know, swing because I dialed myself back to center with the, with the calls. Here's what I do with windage. I show up with a plan, okay? I take my Kestrel out and I, I register the wind for a minimum of one minute. Two is better. And I recognize what the average wind speed is. Okay, where's my average? And let's say it's six miles an hour. Then I look at where my gusts go. And let's say the gusts go to eight. When, when you feel that hit and, and you, and you kind of look at it and, and you can say, when the wind reacts on my ears, my, my, what I see, you know, the whole thing is it's your senses. You feel it, you see it, you hear it. When, when, when that reaction comes up on a gust, I look what it is. Okay, eight miles an hour. Now I have a value for six at my central and I have a value for eight in mils. So I could say, okay, my, my wind hold is three quarter for six and it's 1.2 for the 8. So I know where I am right there. That's my difference between 3 quarter and 1.2. So half mil swing when it gusts. Well, when the lulls come, it never goes to zero, right? It might go down to 4, might go down to 2, but it never goes to zero. So if it drops dead calm and I don't hear it, feel it, or see it anymore, I know it's not zero because I've been watching it for two full minutes with a Kestrel in my hand. It's 2 miles an hour. So that might be a 0.2 wind hold. So there's another half mil. So now I have a half mil swing on the high and a half mil swing on the low. So if I can dial myself my six into the center, I know I'm just going to be playing within that half mil mark. In a lot of those uh, reticles, the long stadia are within that half mil. Some are even more full mil. But that'll give me my reference point when I'm down that vertical and I'm not holding out in space. So I don't like the, the crosshair or the, the Christmas tree reticles as much. I trained on them. I know them. I can use them. You know, there's some situations where they do help slow fire, especially if you're on a clock and under time. I don't think they help as much. But um, that's, you know, that's kind of where I am with the reticle to me. It's all about reticle choice, and I pick P4 fines, I pick MSRs, I pick Kleins, which are Gen 2s. Mine are usually a, a much less cluttered reticle. Uh, I have some Vortex Christmas trees. I do have Horuses here. I don't use them, but they're here. I have a Tremor 2 and something else, I'm sure, uh, 59, I think. But, um, you know, I'm not using them that way. I'm still dialing and doing what I have to. So, um you know, that's something that you need to look at is the reticle is the personal choice. The reticles go into the car dealer and picking the options you like and the color car you want. It's not going to the dealer and him saying, well, you know, I have all these 10 cars, but the favorite one is this white one over here where your favorite color is red, you know, and then just because the dealer says, you know, I have all these cars, you should take this very first one. Well, no, you're going to take the one you want. So why let somebody else make your decision for you? You know, look at this stuff. Think about your use. Think about these values. Read this stuff on the Mills versus MOA and understand Mills have been bastardized. All right, let me take that back. MOA has been bastardized. I, I, you got to do your homework with it. 
Mills are much easier to use. They work with yards, meters, everything. You, you, you can mix and match in any way you want. And you're going to see much more people communicating now in Mills than MOA. Unless you're a known distance shooter. Then you're going to go MOA, MOA, MOA. I got it. So that's my little rant on this. But I really do think the MOA should be retired unless they want to take it back to its original glory and fix it. You know, um, to me, they, they've screwed it up and they've screwed it up for you guys more so than me and, and or themselves. You know, it's just they're not educating the public correctly. And the fact that the first thing you're going to do when you get a new rifle or new something is pull out your ballistic app and you're going to start playing with it. And the fact you're putting wrong data in your app from the start is why these apps aren't working correctly. I tell you, I feel bad Mike's not here, man. He's over there working his butt off, and, and he's doing all this stuff. It, it, it's 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 got to be nerve-wracking, unpacking the, the trailers and everything from uh, Mile High. God, did you see how many rifles they had at SHOT Show? All that stuff's got to be unpacked, and they drove it back and forth. So if you need something, give Mike a call. Give him a shout-out. I know he's, he loves hearing from you guys. Uh, it, it'd be nice to banter a bunch of this back off uh, everybody. But I just wanted to go because I just got this email uh, last night, you know, that I was giving a big F you to the MOA community. And in a way, I am, you know, go figure, go, go, go tell your friends. Yes, I said that. Retire the MOA. I don't like it anymore. I, I, I really think they did you guys a disservice with this stuff. And um, unfortunately, it, it's going to take a... a a major swing for people to start understanding and recognizing what they did and that they did a, uh, this consciously and it needs to be fixed. So it, it's got to match the software. And if you're doing inches per hundred yard, it's got to be labeled inches per hundred yard. That's how it's labeled in the software. Why don't they do it on the box? I challenge you to find a box that says inches per hundred yard because you won't. And that's what they're doing to a lot of them. So that's my MOA rant. Um, I really appreciate the, the feedback we're getting on this. Um, you know, the, the, this has been great. We're going we're gonna to be doing some stuff with the training detachment too, uh, video-wise. I, I just talked to the guys today. I think I'm going to bring a crew out, and we're going to start doing some streaming videos after March for you guys. The site's still being worked on moving forward. They just finally acknowledged everything for me today. So they're saying... Uh, I'll be back up and running by uh, February 15th with all the services put back in place. All the ads, the online training, all the permissions will be repaired. They're going to double check my work. Uh, believe me, I'm watching videos every day on how to operate this software. It's it's a learning experience. Um, I, I, I can't even begin to tell you what it's like to, to redo this over and over again and learn new stuff. It, it gets to be a little long in the tooth at times. But... Uh, podcast is going good makes it easy for me just knock some of these out for you and we'll be getting back together with mike uh sooner than later so thanks a lot to everybody for listening really appreciate it and uh give me the feedback man throw some stuff out there tell me hey man you gave an fu to the moa people what the hell are you doing all that stuff and uh remember i'm all about high technology and you know uh steel claws and i'm indestructible just like Victoria says with Laser Tooth Tiger. So, cool tones of Frank at Sniper's Hide and shouting it out to Mike from Mile High. 
Uh, can't wait for you to be back here next to me doing the podcast. Later, guys.